G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Low self-esteem is a social disease running at plague proportions. One of our deepest needs is unconditional love and acceptance. But who's going to give us that? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take another look at your self-esteem from a different perspective. This week on A Different Perspective, we're talking about dealing with low self-esteem, that deep, nagging, critical voice inside, the self-image that so often drags people down. Maybe in your heart of hearts, you know that's you, or maybe it's someone that you know, but low self-esteem is one of the deepest maladies in our society, a cancer that's quietly but surely eating away the joy and the peace that should be there in people's lives. There are so many self-help programs out there for for self-esteem problems. Think positively, use logic, self-talk, great. But self-help is hardly a good place to start in dealing with self-esteem, is it? It goes much deeper than that. Low self-esteem is so destructive, so all-consuming, that, well, some really deep healing, deep acceptance, penetrating love, isn't that what's needed here? Often we get our self-image, our impression about who we are, from other people. Sometimes those other people are good and strong and encouraging and nice, and other times people are hard and tough and critical. And depending on who we are, we can get a distorted image from those people which gets written on our hearts, and for many, many, many people results in a crippling sense of low self-esteem, a self-image that we carry around of an ugly duckling instead of a swan. Yesterday, again, we looked at what the Apostle Paul wrote 2,000 years ago. He said, as we look at God with our faces uncovered, in other words, just as we are, and we see God's glory as though it's being reflected in a mirror, we're being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to the next. It's a gift from God. The problem, Paul says, is we've been looking in the wrong mirror. It's a deep, profound truth. I think it's the distinction between self-help and genuinely coming to a realisation of who God made us to be. The deep, profound truth is that if we're struggling with low self-esteem, or anyone you know is struggling with low self-esteem, healing begins with saying, I'm actually not going to look at what the world says about me anymore. I'm going to look at what God has to say about me. Look in the, the God mirror. See what God reflects back to me about who I am. Because here Paul says, as we look at God, as we see what God says about us, we end up being transformed into the same image as God from glory to glory. It's a gift from God. There's a great story of a man with low self-esteem who lived in Jericho. His name was Zacchaeus. And Jesus came into Jericho. If you have a Bible, you can find it in Luke's Gospel, chapter 19. Here's how it goes. Jesus was going through Jericho where a man called Zacchaeus lived. He was in charge of collecting taxes, and he was really rich. 
Jesus was heading his way and Zacchaeus wanted to see what he was like. But Zacchaeus was a short man and he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree. When Jesus got there, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come on down. I want to stay at your place tonight. And Zacchaeus hurried down and gladly welcomed Jesus. Everyone who saw started grumbling. This guy Zacchaeus, well, he's a crook. And Jesus is going to his place to have dinner with him. Later that day, Zacchaeus stood up and said, I'll give half of my property to the poor, and I'll now pay back four times as much to everyone that I've ever cheated. And Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today you and your family have been saved, because you're truly a son of Abraham. The Son of Man came to look for and to save people who are lost. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Now, none of us likes paying taxes, but back in those days, in the first century in Israel, Israel was an occupied land. The Romans occupied Israel. And so they really resented paying over taxes to Rome. They worked hard, and so much of their money was carted off to Rome, to Caesar, to pay for armies and palaces and his decadent lifestyle, while the people here in Israel struggled. And worse still, tax collection was a lucrative business. It was actually auctioned off by the Romans to the highest bidder. So Zacchaeus was a Jew. He was one of the people, and yet he was seen as a dishonest agent of Rome. But not only was he acting as Caesar's tax collector, he was making lots of money out of it, growing rich, and as we see later by his own admission, cheating people and ripping them off. So tax collectors were despised. They were the lowest form of life. And here comes Jesus into Jericho, and the guy has rock star status. He has been healing people. The crowds are following him. It's like Bono coming into our town, you know, and it's unbelievable that he walks up and he looks up at this short little grubby tax collector in a sycamore tree and says, hey, Zach, come on down, because I'd really love to come and have dinner at your place tonight. The people couldn't believe it. They were grumbling. Zacchaeus was hated. Zacchaeus might have had wealth, but my hunch is he also had some low self-esteem because he, he wasn't really one of his people. Sure, he had money. He was rich, but he didn't have friends. He was despised. He had outer wealth, but inner cancer. And as Jesus is coming to his city, he climbs a tree to see Jesus because he's short. Will you climb a tree to see Jesus? I mean, would you and I take a step? Say, I'm a Zacchaeus. You know, I'm struggling inside just the way Zacchaeus was struggling. And I want to see this Jesus. And then Jesus is walking through town and he seeks Zacchaeus out. When we take that small step towards Jesus, Jesus notices. And Zacchaeus was surprised as everybody else. It was unexpected. Surely Jesus wouldn't come to my place. Surely this, this man whose fame had spread throughout all of Judea and through Jerusalem, surely he wouldn't pick me, a tax collector. I had an email recently from someone, and this woman said, Oh, look, I don't know really much. I heard you speak, and I don't know much, and I've never done much, and I don't know my Bible really well, and, but can I help with the ministry? That's the language of low self-esteem. But in a sense, she climbed a tree. In a sense, she took a step forward and she took a, a step out. You know, if we have low self-esteem, if, if we feel bad about ourselves, the last thing we ever think would happen is that Jesus would come to us. And then you see after Jesus has had dinner with Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus responds. 
He gives half of his possessions to the poor, and he gives back four times anything he ever defrauded from anyone. That acceptance blew his heart open. That acceptance changed him so radically. And when everyone was grumbling about Jesus going to Zach's place, Jesus said, hang on a minute, I have come to seek out and to save the lost. You see, you and I think, surely Jesus wouldn't be looking for me. And Jesus is saying, I picked Zacchaeus. I picked the least. I picked the reject. I picked the guy that never thought I would pick him. And Jesus is saying, I mean especially to come to you. And Zacchaeus responded with an amazing change of heart because Jesus conferred value on him. Jesus said, I care about you. This is better than self-help. This, this is a new mirror. This is a new way of understanding our value. It's a mirror that's worth gazing into. It's a mirror of a Jesus, of a God who says you do matter. I do value you, no matter what you think about yourself, no matter how badly the world may have treated you. I love you and I value you and I want to come to your place for dinner. today, I was just wondering if I could ask for your input, a bit of help if you will, to guide me along the way. As you might imagine, we receive a lot of feedback to a different perspective from right around the world. And one of the most common things people say is, I wish you could teach more about subject X or whatever. So that got me to thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could be a bit more deliberate about that? Wouldn't it be great if I could get your input on the teaching topics that would really speak into your life. So could I ask you, when you have a moment, to head across to teachingtopics.org to have your say. It'll only take you a couple of minutes, and who knows how many other people right across the globe might be blessed by your God-inspired ideas. That web address again is teachingtopics.org. Just a few minutes of your time could have a powerful impact that ripples out into countless places that we can't even begin to imagine. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.